Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And we are live right now at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. Be here till 4 o'clock. Definitely appreciate uh, them housing us this afternoon. And definitely appreciate our next guest that we have on the show, Mike McCarthy, front office sports senior writer, does a fantastic job in covering the NFL uh, for many moons. And, Mike, we do appreciate your time as always. And I wanted to have you on to talk about the All Madden documentary. It aired on Christmas. And uh, a lot of people I saw on Twitter were saying how how good it was and how exceptional it was. And I saw your your notes about Fox and how that they need to go ahead and get the Emmy right away for that uh, that performance. <laughs> or what they put together. What were your overall thoughts on, on the All Madden documentary? Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I just tweeted out, just give Fox the Emmy right now. It was that good. Uh, it was brilliant storytelling about a figure who's really Mount Rushmore for the modern NFL. Uh, you know, John Madden not only changed the way the NFL was coached, but especially the way it was broadcast. I mean, if you saw that, his broadcast coaching tree is just phenomenal. It's kind of like the Belichick or sells coaching tree. Right. It really is. And I mean, he just had his own unique style and he was just a, a, such a, a larger than life personality. And, and Mike, one of the things that got me was that's not even something he wanted to do. He just did it because the opportunity was presented to him. Exactly. I mean, he was, uh, he knew he didn't want to coach anymore. Of course, like Parcells who came along 20 years later, he just couldn't do it, which is why it's amazing. Somebody like Bill Belichick could do it year after year. I mean, you realize that when these guys lose, it, it takes some of their guts. It takes their heart. They can't do it anymore. And then when he did it, he was such a natural. You know, everybody was like, this guy is explaining the NFL and the game of football in a way anybody could understand. Female fans, kids, casual fans, we could all uh, get it. And he did it in that entertaining boom, pow way that was just mm-hmm. made him one of a kind. Yeah, it really did. And again, it was so much fun. And even just hearing you do the boom, the pow, I mean, that just, it kind of puts a smile on your face because you know that, I mean, he was, he wasn't trying to be funny. He wasn't trying to be larger than life. He was just being him. You know, he was just being natural. And that's what I think made it so cool. And, you know, the thing about it, Mike, is that so many fans know who John Madden is, but for different reasons, you know, coaching, uh, being a broadcaster, the video game is, like you mentioned, being on the Mount Rushmore of, of the NFL. Is there another person? that can, you know, transcend on so many different levels like John Madden? No, I think he is absolutely unique. I mean, the fact that he won a Super Bowl and was a broadcaster three times as long as he was a head coach in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And then he comes along and, you know, turns Madden uh, NFL into, you know, I mean, maybe the world's premier video game. I mean, you don't even have to say the name. You just say Madden. And you know exactly what it's talking about. And as he himself said on the documentary and others said, you know, a lot of kids have learned how to play football by playing Madden. So, yeah, he, he's touched so many things. But you know what? He, he's also beyond smart. He's not just a clown. I mean, I've heard stories about him. Do you know uh, the reason why uh, the NFL starts now in prime time, kicks off at that prime time game? It's because of John Madden. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. John Madden said, you know, baseball has an opening day. Why don't we have an opening day, an opening weekend, instead of the season just starting? He was behind that. Wow, that's that is that is amazing, and I wasn't really aware of that. And so, uh, yeah, man, it's just it's so 
it's so cool to learn so many different things. And I felt like I, I took a lot away from that documentary that I learned about John Madden as a as a lifelong Raider fan. You know, I felt like, OK, I know John Madden really well. But just to know, you know, all the players and coaches that went out to say something about him. How, how big is it when Lawrence Taylor, one of the greatest to ever do it, comes out and says John Madden made him a better football player? <laughs> LT was great, wasn't he? he yes. said, the NFL asked me to do it, and I ain't doing that crap. John Madden <laughs> asked me to do it. I'm showing up. Uh, yeah, I mean, he made tur- he made Thanksgiving uh, Day, you know, a day that is uh, synonymous with the NFL. He made uh, so much uh, that uh, we know is the modern NFL popular. The, the opening weekend, the Thanksgiving, the, the Telestrator, the crazy antics in the booth. I mean, he's just one of a kind. Yeah, he, he really is, uh, again, a, a, a personality that was larger than life. And, uh, again, just being natural, not trying to be over the top, just being who he is. Right now we're talking with Mike McCarthy from Front Office Sports. He's a senior writer on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. So uh, I learned a lot. I felt like I learned a lot about John Madden in that documentary. What was one of your biggest takeaways from that documentary? Well, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me is fans today don't realize how big Madden was at his peak. Mm-hmm. He was almost bigger than the NFL. At one point, John Madden, as a broadcaster, made more than any player on the field. Wow. That's important. That's how important it was. He was so valued. He was so sought after as a broadcaster. He worked for every single network. They fought over him like uh, cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be a Fox Sports today if it wasn't for John Madden. John Madden signing with Fox Sports, which at the time was known for, you know, married with children and, <laughs> you know, and crazy reality shows when animals attack made them a network so i mean so much of modern uh nfl tv is directly attributable to john madden how big was that when fox made that decision to dive the waters of the nfl and go get john madden and say we're going to do this and like you said married with children beverly hills 90210 those kind of shows that's what fox was all about how big was that huge they had nothing they had no infrastructure (laughs) they had no talent no directors no pas no, nothing. But they had one thing. They had John Madden. And he was the Pied Piper. If you notice, all these CBS people, the Richie Zionses in the world, and Fred Gadellis, and all these people who work with him CBS, they made a conga line over to Fox. Mm-hmm. So just getting uh, John, La- John Madden was the key. Once you had him, everything fell into place. It really did, really did. Right now we're talking with Mike McCarthy. He's a senior writer for Front Office Sports here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond in the home studios. Got a question for you? Yeah, Mike, speaking about how John Madden was just bigger than life and the way he's changed commentating, do you think that anyone can like maybe take that Madden role larger than life in commentary? Because I see that you wrote a piece about how Amazon is trying to take May potentially be in the running to take the Manning cast away from ESPN. I do, I do think, uh, you know what I mean, broadcasting is always changing. I mean, the Manning cast is today's hot thing. Uh, Amazon wants it. Hell, everybody wants it because ESPN doesn't own it. Peyton Manning owns it. But, I mean, as you could see that, uh, you know, even Tony Romo was the, the hottest analyst of the three or four years. I mean, as hot as he's been and as popular as he's been, nobody has yet to equal John Madden. Could it happen? Sure. I mean, you could have somebody who come along with that kind of uh, mix of intelligence and championship caliber and charm and the ability to explain something very intricate in a very simple uh, couple of sentences. But I haven't seen it yet. 
You know, I see a lot of different documentaries and I hear a lot of uh, different former players talk about Coach Madden and how uh, they just love playing for him. From your understandings, what made Coach Madden such a, a player's coach and such a guy that so many guys wanted to play for? Because he was a lineman. You know, he was kind of like an Andy Reid type. He was a guy who really popularized the play of the offensive line. I mean, at the time, uh, in the 1970s and 80s, all we focused on was, you know, quarterbacks, linebackers, running backs, you know, the Larry Zonkas of the world. And Manning was the first guy who said, no, this game is won and lost in the trenches between the offensive line and the defensive line. He was one of them. He was a guy you knew if he had his uh, way, would probably get down in the mud with him, put a helmet on, and play in the snow. And when you have a coach like that, you'll go through a wall for him. I think that everyone, including my man DeMond Cotton in the home studio, he, he tweeted out right after the show that he's ready to run through a wall right now. You know, I mean, that's how that's how pumped up he was for that documentary. And, you know, Mike, one of the things that when you know something is really good and you know as a writer as well that it's so good that it, it leaves you wanting more. That's how I felt when that documentary ended. I just wanted like another 30 minutes of it. Yeah, I mean – that was a it was a two hour documentary, but it was really uh, the running time was about ninety minutes. Right, I could have watched that three or four parts. I mean, you know, they they could have easily done like a Michael Jordan last dance around John Madden because I mean his career had so many phases. You had his coaching career. Well, during that ten years, I mean, not only did he win the Super Bowl against the Minnesota Vikings, but look at the teams the Raiders competed against every year. That the Pittsburgh Steelers. The, the, the Immaculate Reception, and all these crazy important games. Then you have a nearly 30-year career broadcasting, where, as Troy Aikman said, he was really the soundtrack for so many Hall of Fame careers, including the Cowboys' three Super Bowl wins. And then, you know, you could have done a whole special special just on, you know, the phenomenon of the Madden game and all the ramifications there. So uh, I'm like you. It left me hungry. But that's the old broad, uh, broadcast adage, leave him wanting more. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> You're not. You don't never want them to say like, "Hey, get this thing wrapped up." <laughs> you know, like, "Hey, exactly, we're done." Exactly. <laughs> right. You're losing me. You know. Right. Yeah. You never want that scenario. And you know, one of the things that I thought was really cool was all the current players, and and we've seen it throughout the course of history as well. I saw a lot of uh, former players on Twitter saying that you know when Madden recognized and put them on that All Madden team, how much that meant to them. Where that was even bigger than some guys getting elected to go to the Pro Bowl. Like being on the All Madden team was huge. That was huge, and it wasn't about stats. It was about grit and toughness and heart. You know, there's a great mm-hmm. quote in the, you know, the soundtrack to NFL films. I think it was Marty Schottenheimer. He's like, this is a game of the heart. You focus, you finish. And that was what John Madden was all about. Focus, finish, play your heart out, play tough, play to the whistle, and you're a Madden kind of guy. Right, absolutely, and it, it was. I mean, it was so fun to watch that and see the players' reactions. Even a guy like Lamar Jackson, who was just happy to be a 99 in his in his video game, you know, because he knows how big of a deal that is. Again, all these young guys growing up playing uh, Madden. That, that used to be a go-to for me. I used to, every time it, it came out, I would be there, the first guy in line to go get it at the store, and I think when Richard Sherman was <laughs> right. on the cover, it just kind of, it just ended after that. I just didn't have time to play video games. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. You knew the football season was right around the corner when that game dropped. That's right. Well, how about Nate Newton and the Cowboys? I mean, yes. you know, those Cowboys were about as star-filled as you can get, you know, with, with Troy and Emmett and the Playmaker and, you know what I mean, all this. And, you know, and here he is on the telecast. He's focusing on, you know, a guard or a tackle. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Just, just showing the, the, the view is all the, the incredible 
ways this guy is impacting the game. He's just, uh, you know, really groundbreaking stuff. It really was. It was fantastic. And, Mike, before we let you go, what did you think of the fact that he was there? He was on camera. He was heavily involved, was able to hear what these different players and coaches and people were saying about him. And it's the first time we've seen him on camera in a very long time. Yeah, I I loved it. I mean, I I had heard that his mind is great, but he doesn't do a lot of interviews because you could see physically his voice isn't what it is. And Mm -hmm. if you're John Madden, everybody expects you're going to be the guy who's going to bust through the wall, right, during the the middle light commercial. Yes. You know, the guy's 85. He doesn't have the voice. He doesn't, you know, have that kind of energy. But but his mind is is a steel trap. Uh, I'll give you another quick uh, John Madden story I heard from the guys at Fox. You know what I mean? When they were uh, waiting around to go somewhere, he'd be in a lobby, and he would just watch people, and he would look at how they dressed or how they tied their shoes, and he could read the person like on the spot. Like, this guy's organized, that guy's disorganized, this guy's on the ball, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. Just that kind of attention to detail is what made him great. Yeah, and he was such a people's person. That was something I learned from the documentary. You know, when he was on the road, he would stop and just talk to maybe a trucker that they're doing real business. You know, that's one of the things he said. Hey, these are, these are guys that do this work every single day. We're talking about football. This is a game. They're, they're real life. But he was so heavily involved with people. I thought that was special, too. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he was like a politician. I mean, at his peak, Madden could have run for president. He probably could have won. Right. Probably would have been fun to see. <laughs> you know, probably would have been <laughs> probably would have been a lot of fun to see. Well, Mike, we definitely appreciate your time. I just I saw your tweet and I said, you know what? I wanted to get your thoughts and know, like I said, you've been around the game for a, a very long time. Before I let you go, I did want to ask you current NFL, everything going on with the COVID-19 issues and the protocols changing and all these players going out. Well, what are your thoughts on just the, the, the state of the game right now as far as the league trying to get all these games in and having an extra game this year as opposed to 16 like they did a year ago? I support trying to get the games in, you know what I mean? If the players are asymptomatic, you know, uh, and, you know, there's no medical issues, then I think you should let them play. Uh, in terms of the, you know what I mean, the 17-game season, it was inevitable because yep. the NFL's always been about one thing, money. money. I mean, you know, when I was growing up, it was a 14-game season. Then when there was a 16-game season, right. <laughs> it was a 17-game season. And five years, in a, five years from now, you and I are going to be on the air talking about an 18-game season. Exactly. So uh, you know, it, it shows you, like, they've always got their eye on the prize, and their eye on the prize is they want $25 billion in revenue by 2025. Whew, that's, man, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't want that revenue? <laughs> that's, man, that is fantastic. Well, Mike, thank you so much. Uh, definitely appreciate your time. Uh, again, Mike is the, the senior writer for Front Office Sports. You can find him on Twitter at MCCarthyREV. And uh, thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate you today. Thank you, Raider Nation. Appreciate it. There he goes, Mike McCarthy, front office sports. Uh, just wanted to catch up with him and talk about the All Madden uh, documentary. Thought it was fantastic. Saw some of his tweets that he put out on on uh, Christmas Day about it, and just thought that you know he'd be a good good guy that's been covering the league for a very long time to be able to speak on it. Got one text from uh, Sir Whiskey Ray on the Salmon Ash text line at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R Q and D. The Madden documentary was absolutely great. It made me want to put on the old shoulder pads. Couldn't have asked for a better Christmas Day treat on TV. Again, Sir Whiskey Ray. 2.45 is the time. We'll come back. We'll close out hour number one. Your calls, your texts, they're coming up next. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.